Today on City Cash Chicago, it was a hot, hot week in the land, so I hope you're listening to this from a real cool place. To help me look back on the week, I got WTTW's Joanna Hernandez and freelance journalist Taylor Moore. It's Friday, June 17th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Good morning. How y'all feeling? Good morning. How are you? I am great. It is feeling good outside. It's hot, but I'm glad. I'm happy for this heat. Hey, my answer don't really change. I woke up this morning, so I ain't complaining too much. A little bit, but not too much. Taylor, how you feeling today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I am not braving the the heat like Joanna is, but I'm sheltering inside my air conditioned apartment. I think that's just that's enough for today. Uh huh. I got my AC on like 64. That's why I got a scully on in here. I'm I'm gonna have to shed all of this when I walk outside. There was a lot of food talk this week in Chicago, as there tends to be most weeks, right? You had the James Beard Award given out. Eric Williams from Virtue uh, took one home. We had an episode about Harold's being like a comfort food for Black folks in Chicago. So I wanted to ask: Is there a Chicago restaurant that's just a comfort place for y'all? That it's a go-to in moments of joy, moments of sadness. It's just, it's a place you, you, that, that's close to your heart. I'm going to give you a second because I know I'm putting y'all on the spot. Oh, I already know. I already know. Oh, Joanna was there. <laughs> Man, there's this place in uh, Little Village. It's called Casa de Samuel. You know, my dad has been taking us there since we were a kid. The best part about that place is that they got those homemade tortillas. And that's just the way to my heart. Um, and I love like breaded chicken. It's called Milanesa in, in Spanish. And with some warm tortillas, I'm telling you, it's just like... Oh, but that's uh, perfect, because I was going to ask you what I'm supposed to pick up when I get there. You already told me. Breaded chicken, get the homemade tortillas. All right, I'm in, I'm in that jam. Uh, Taylor, what's that spot for you? Yeah, um, I think more recently, um, as I moved to Albany Park recently, Great Sea Restaurant, a Chinese restaurant um, on Lawrence Avenue, um, has they have these delicious lollipop mm-hmm. wings. It's quickly, just in the past like month, become um, a comfort food, just having this uh, fusion of Chinese and, and Korean cuisine. That sounds good. I'm loving both of them. Um, Mine is, there's nothing like a Baba's lemonade. I just, just at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, just give me like a watermelon grape Baba's lemonade from maybe off like (laughs) 79th Estate. I think that's where they at off the the highway. And and I'm good. I ain't ain't complaining. I'm going to get brain freeze about two, three times. Uh, But Baba's (laughs) never steers me wrong. So we got some good spots. Taylor, can you hit your restaurant, name your restaurant one more time for the people? Uh, Great Sea um, in Albany Park. And Joanna, what's that restaurant one more time? Casa de Samuel. So let's get into the stories from the week. Taylor, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what was the story that you were following this week? Recently on, on Sunday, um, hundreds of people rallied um, in Uptown and Lincoln Square to commemorate the lives of two toddlers that were killed in um, car accidents recently. On, on June 2nd, um, Rafi Cardenas was a two-year-old riding a scooter through an intersection in Lincoln Square and was, was killed by a driver. And then on June 9th, um, Lily Grace Shambrook, a three-year-old, was on the back of her mother's bicycle um, in Uptown. And as her mother was driving around a ComEd truck that was parked in the bike lane, the mother was hit by a semi-truck that was uh, rolling through the side street, um, and her her daughter was killed. Um, This past Sunday, um, hundreds of people rallied to 
implement protected bike lanes and other improvements to um, infrastructure because there's already so many deaths attributed to to cars. Um, just this year, drivers have killed 15 people on foot and 14 people biking on Chicago streets. So it's really tragic. And really, these types of um, improvements to our streets are, are long overdue. No, I did see those stories and they like really break my heart. I, and I think about the trauma now that these families have to go through. And it's just it's just quite devastating. You know, they have to turn now into advocates and, and learn and try to fight to get protected lanes around the city. I mean, it's just it's it's really heartbreaking and my heart goes out to them because I just I just think about honestly, you know, that that trauma that they're going to have to live for the rest of their lives. Joanna, I know there's a big series that you've been working on lately. Uh, what's that top story for you this week? Well, the series was called Turning Pain into Purpose. Um, and I followed three mothers on a journey to find justice for their children who were killed uh, by guns. And I mean, it's the reality for hundreds and hundreds of families, honestly. It's something that happens so often, unfortunately, that it's easy to just kind of ignore it or not think about it because you hear or you see a headline that it happened in a certain area. And unfortunately, we right away, you know, make assumptions about it. But we forget to humanize the people who have to live with this loss. And it's quite devastating. And, and now, as you had mentioned, you know, these mothers had to turn it. You know, that's why I named it Turning Pain into Purpose. They have to they're turning into advocates, into lawyers, trying to find answers, you know, learn, learning the system. And, and many of them don't. You know, I spoke with a mom who only spoke, only speaks Spanish. Joanna, I watched your series and it follows Catalina Andrade, who lost her son, Miguel. Maria Trujillo, who lost her sons Felipe and Hector, and Naisha Beeman, whose daughter Jaya was killed at a store in East Chatham. And, I mean, that last one really hit me, not only because I, you know, been to that area, been to that store, but didn't the mom, Naisha, like, like try, or didn't she buy the store where her daughter was killed? So she's trying to buy the grocery store. That's her goal. Her goal is to buy the grocery store there, which is, for many, it's like, what, you're trying to buy the grocery where your daughter was killed? But She's trying to make it. She has a foundation um, in honor of her daughter, Jaya Beeman, the Jaya Beeman Foundation. And uh, she wants to buy the grocery store to turn it into the headquarters for the foundation and really help uh, the youth in that area. I mean, that's remarkable. Just it's just the hardest thing imaginable. I can't even put myself in their shoes because even thinking about it just gives me chills of losing a loved one like that. And then on top of that, not having answers. Yeah. I mean, I've and like in a personal in my in my own life this week, I've been so busy ripping and running that I've barely had time to grieve. Uh, I reported on a story back uh, last September when my friend Tim who was a Chicago firefighter. He was shot. Uh, he had been injured for the last nine months and he actually passed away uh, this past Tuesday. Um. And it was one of those things that I had been carrying with me, like, throughout the last few months and, you know, had never really been able to, like, shake or deal with or process. And this week, it just kind of hit me again. And it's one of those reminders that, like, this is not just, like, stories and headlines. These are, like, people's... Lives. People's lives. People's lives. Yeah, man, these are, these are people's family members. Yes. And their brothers. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No, it's okay, Jacoby. I mean, that's that's the reality. You know, we're human, too. 
you know, we're human too, and and we carry and, and we see we have feelings. I mean, it's it's the the hardest thing to think about that they have to live without this these people, these incredible people. Yeah, and so um, to all of these mothers, to all of these families who have to continue to move on to to raise their children to be citizens to find continue to find purpose i appreciate you doing the work to humanize these shorts to share them with depth and to share them with nuance because that's really important in a series in a in a city that that treats these like uh as my friend dan would say uh uh like baseball statistics uh and, and so thank you so much uh for that work and and to those mothers Taylor, I'm going to kick it back to you. Each week, we try to make sure that we bring light to stories that may fall under the radar, right? We got a big city with a lot of noise, a lot of things going on. What was that story for you this week that you you want to make sure people didn't uh, didn't forget or, or didn't, uh, you know, slip on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one story that really struck me this week um, was an investigation by the, the Tribune uh, by Morgan Green and Joe Marr. Um, it looked into the tree canopies of Chicago, and it found that um, the city was planting trees at a much higher rate in wider, wealthier neighborhoods that were less of a priority, which, you know, you know, if you've walked in like Englewood versus um, Edgewater or like comparing Lincoln Park to Garfield Park, there, there is such a stark difference mm-hmm. um, just walking down the street. But um, to see this information presented um, in story form, um, just the stark numbers. It's really galling. Um, the reporters found that in Gage Park, um, which is a working class uh, Latino neighborhood on the southwest side, in 10 years, fewer than 300 street trees were planted compared to more than 1,000 trees in the north side neighborhood of Edgewater Every map in Chicago is a map of segregation. We say that over and over. It don't matter if it's uh, getting your street shoveled. And it's people need to understand this is not just about like beautification of a neighborhood, even though that's a part of it. Right. It's also about pollution. We know that trees help uh, fight climate change. They help provide us uh, with the resources that we need. And the most polluted neighborhoods also don't have or have the least amount of trees. Uh, Right now we're going through. 100 degree days right throughout this week what's one thing that helps fight the heat having more trees in your neighborhood and and so it's really important that people pay attention to these stories and and not just think oh of course they planting more trees and more flowers and and getting nicer benches and cleaner you know uh streets on the north side but that leads to that has direct correlation to public health. Absolutely. Um, and the investigation also points out, you know, in addition to helping um, mitigate the effects of climate change, it also fewer trees mean higher electric bills. You know, and that's where um, you also get that um, financial burden on um, black and brown communities on the south and west sides. <laughs> The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. 
Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The longstanding program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Joanna, what is that uh, underhype story for you this week that you want to make sure that people didn't uh, forget? So it's Pride Month, right? You got to remember it's Pride Month. I'm also part of the LGBTQ community. Um, so I went over there to, in Humble Park. There's this homeless shelter called El Rescate. I want to give them a shout out. It is a, a time where we celebrate all of our accomplishments, but we also need to remember that there's still a lot of people who are going through a hard time. There's many tough situations. You know, I grew up in, in a tough situation when I first came out. So it wasn't always rainbows and sunshine for me. And it still isn't for a lot of people. Um, and the people at uh, El Rescate have really been helping thousands of kids who are homeless or they're not accepted by their families. Is there a way for people to support? Yes. Yeah, so all you have to do is go. It's called El Rescate. So it's called in, in English is the savior, I believe. Um, and they're in Humble Park. They have a beautiful, colorful outdoor um, mural. So you, you can't miss it in Humble Park. <laughs> um, and I know they take clothing donations and they take also donations in general. Oh, they also help uh, youth who have HIV. I was actually out in Humble Park this past weekend for the Puerto Rican Festival, and I was out there for the parade. And one cool thing was seeing not only the, the Puerto Rican flag, but the Puerto Rican pride flag, which is literally the uh, the pride flag and the Puerto Rican flag merged together. It was really cool to see how many people were flying that flag. There seemed to be a really inclusive spirit during the parade, um, which, which was really cool to see. Taylor, one of the things that we do every single week is we bring the people some good news to get them through the weekend, to get them through their day, whether it's the extreme weather outside or anything that's going on in their house or in their heart. Uh, so what is your some good news for the people? Um, the iconic lion statues outside the Art Institute for the next month, they've been removed to, um, they're just going to take a bath, um, taken to um, a facility in Forest Park where they're going to be steam cleaned and then coated with a wax preservative and they'll still, you know, retain that um, iconic green color. But then they were actually spotted on the the Eisenhower from um, the <laughs> Blue Line. So I'm, I'm glad, this is the first time that they, the lines are being cleaned in 21 years. So um, I'm Excited for them to return um, shiny and looking brand new. I don't know why I think it's so funny. <laughs> lions, the lions are being cleaned. They're flying away. People, I liked when people were talking about them just like spinning in the air. <laughs> I can't help but take a picture every time I see them. I change their names every time I walk by. Right, <laughs> One day is Martin and Gina. 
right? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Apparently, when um, they uh, the lions were lifted, um, they found a lot of um, mementos um, under the lions, so like like little notes that people had written, like um, what, like special coins. I don't even know, but they they found like a ton of stuff years, under there. Twenty years, they haven't been clean. You said twenty or thirty? Twenty one. Twenty one. Oh okay. Oh my god! Well, those lions were created, I believe, back during the World's Fair. Do they go back? Are they World's Fair lions? Right. Yeah, so much they, in this city is eighteen ninety three throwback material. Yes, eighteen ninety four. They were. Um, they've been standing guard um, outside the Art Institute, and they've worn like bears helmets, um, like during like the. The Super Bowl, like they've worn Chicago sky uniforms, and then, you know, in the, um, at the beginning of the the pandemic, they were wearing masks. So um, it's sad to see them them go for a month, but um, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll come back wearing a new outfit. Who knows? <laughs> hey, well, uh, uh, Rick James and Tina Marie, I hope they have a, a wonderful cleaning. Um, they time away. They're the only Chicago people who do not get flack for being bandwagon fans. Uh, so I hope they come back <laughs> fresh, uh, ready to stand on guard for another 130 years. Joanna, what's your some good news <laughs> to get the people through the weekend? <laughs> How high can you go? <laughs> come on, no, no, try me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, you know, just to, I want to just share a reminder. You know, I want to share a reminder, which is it's a good feeling. You know, there's I know sometimes it seems that there's a lot of bad things going on around us. We see the news, we read the headlines, but remember that there's so many good people out there trying to make a difference, trying to help someone, and are really genuinely good people. Hey, big facts. I I feel so grateful to get to do the job that I do because every day I'm having conversations like this uh, where I get to just, I'm so blessed. I just like send cool people emails or, or texts and I'm just like, hey, um, would you mind to talk to me about 45 minutes for the stories that you uh, are interested in? And y'all crazy people say yes. Y'all <laughs> well, keep saying I yes to me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for, for inviting us. Um, My... Some good news. Uh, <laughs> it's self-serving. Uh, I've been blasting this parks versus beaches thing for the last week. It's this little fight we've been having on City Cash Chicago. And I, so I got to extend it really quickly before I get my good news. Taylor, you team park or you team beach? I'm team park. Come on, Joanna, you team park or you team beach? I grew up by the beach, so uh, Team Beach. Okay, and we keep being split every single week. Well, I'm sorry. Wednesday night, everything came to a head. Parks versus beaches at Wright Club Chicago. On Team Beach, you had six-figure Dilla, Sherman Dilla Thomas. On Team Park, you had me. And I'm happy to report that I won as Team Park's representative. Uh, so shout out to the <laughs> Right Club Chicago family. Uh, and so it was a great night and I'm just happy to, to have the victory. I got a little trophy, I don't have it with me, but it's like a little golden trophy uh, that they gave me. And so, you know, uh, I, I ain't too uh, new to winning trophies. And so it was just, just another one to hand to my mom <laughs> to put on the mantle oh, okay. with the other, you know, 11 national championships that I own. Oh, so, okay. you know, okay. that, that's some good news for the people. Uh, I'm glad I got y'all team park, team beach. We got to do something bigger with that because I feel like the city of Chicago got an opinion on this. 
from WTTW, Joanna Hernandez, and one of Chicago's finest freelance journalists, Taylor Moore. Thank y'all so very much for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Peace out. Before I let you go, a couple of calendar notes. You can catch me today on Nerdette, Reset, and tonight on Chicago Tonight with WTTW. Sunday, join me live at Shubas at 7 o'clock for Karaoke Storytellers. And Monday, I'll be at the Reinventing Public Safety Community Discussion at First Presbyterian Church at 6 o'clock featuring some congressional candidates. I gotta thank the people who make CityCast Chicago possible. That's producer Simone Alisea, our newsletter writer Sydney Madden, and our roving producer joining us from Denver, Lizzie Goldsmith. Lead producer Carrie Shepard is on vacation, but she'll be back in the building next week. Oh, of course, I gotta thank the people who make the music. That's Sam Thousand, All the Kimonos, and Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. And my last thank you is for you. For all the people who come to these live events that I've been promoting and who tell me how much they love the show or love what I'm doing, I need y'all to know how much I appreciate that. And if you're new to the show, reach out to us at 773-780-0246. We got a special episode coming for you tomorrow and we're off Monday for Juneteenth. So that means I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Peace. All right, good energy. We're here. We got this. We're live, baby.